Hello and welcome to Trucking Answers. I'm Mark, your host, and I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who's currently eating her lunches. But she will be in at any moment to give her opinion on what's happening. And that's what I do here, too. So we're going to talk about, you know, current trucking news, trends, maybe something in society even. Depends on the podcast and what I feel like. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm not a lawyer. All right. So anything I say on this show is not a legal opinion. So there, get a lawyer if you want a legal opinion. But it is the opinion of someone who's been driving for 35 years in 58 continental United States. So I consider it a professional opinion such as it is. So today we want to talk about driver recruiting. And as we just talked about in a recent podcast, there's a, a, flo- a overload of drivers. But Women in Trucking Advisory Board wants uh, to make some suggestions for recruiting and retention basically of women but this could apply to everyone and uh let's see if these are going to work let's see what do you think will these work will these do any good uh you know so the goal is to uh, recruit and retain more females in the industry which i never like okay why don't we retain more people okay how about that how about people can females be people how about that can they just be people I hate when people are separated like that. You know, when we come together, that's when we're best. So when we separate people off into groups, that just pits people against each other. Well, let's only help women. Let's only help this group. Let's only help that group. How about we all help everybody uh, to uh, a rising tide lifts all boats, they say. But here we only want women's boats to be risen by the tide. So uh, one thing that they want to (laughs) suggest, and uh, you can, uh, I'll give my opinion, but you can, think about what you want about this includes increased marketing and awareness campaigns they suggest changing the image of what a trucker is giving a face to the industry could have helped courage a more diverse group of get to give trucking a chance uh, you know I, I just i hate this diversity this all this stupid stuff i want the best people uh you know out there i don't want women i want the best people you know, I don't want any certain race or group or anything. How about the best? Okay. And look, let me tell you, if you're not a driver, getting into trucking, not super hard. All right. Not a really high bar. Like, um, it's like stepping over a painted line on the road. That's how high the bar is. So if you can do that, uh, you got it. That's <laughs> the bar is all right. Just walk around a truck stop for 15 minutes and you tell me how high the bar is to get into. All right. So, yeah, to be a successful professional for your whole life in it, it is more difficult. But to just to be somebody to get into trucking, not complicated. All right. That's a big secret out there. <clears throat> they also suggest increasing awareness among women who are active military veterans, a group that has uh, industry related skills and a high retention rate. Well, yeah, the military has a high retention rate because you can't quit. Okay, yeah, so yeah, well, the military has a high retention. Yeah, you can't go in and go, you know what? It's just not for me. I'm getting out. It's not how it works. So uh, I guess if trucking did that, maybe they have a better retention rate too. You can't leave. You're not quitting. You're not going anywhere. Get back in the truck. They also want to encourage the use of apprenticeship programs. I don't know about that to encourage recruiting. No, I'm not into that. An ROTC style introductory program for high school students. Here's the thing. They already have this uh, trucking, which I just can't think of the name of it. And I just got to tell you, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just not. I don't remember the name. (laughs) I'm just not. There is a program where 18-year-olds, 18 to 21-year-olds can get into trucking right now. They had 3,000 spots available. The last I looked, there were around 10. That's it. 
people out of taking them up on it. That's it. They're not getting people in now. Okay, so to tell people you have to go through this three-year thing in trucking, and then you're going to still be treated like garbage by your company. You're going to sit for days, not get paid, you know, yada, 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 as they say, all this stuff. No. That's like saying you have to have a three-year apprenticeship program to at Burger King before we'll let you do the fries. You can only do burgers. I mean, come on. It is not hard. All right? I'm just telling you. If you have a little common sense, trucking is not complicated. The hardest part is probably all the different rules that you have to remember. The trucking itself, not super complicated, I don't think. Maybe easier or harder for some people. It may take a little more time, but this isn't like earning a PhD. And it doesn't take years to get into trucking where we like have to have a whole apprenticeship before you can even start driving. I don't think so. Okay, maybe we have to have that for experienced trainers. They say, well, you know, some type of program like this could uh, gain the younger audience interest. I don't know. When I talk to young people, I have nieces and uh, nephews and stuff, you know, that are teens. They're not super interested in trucking. <laughs> All right, they're just not. Uh, they also say give money to next generation trucking, which current models that caters to younger audiences. No, I don't think so. That's my opinion. Driver retention. Okay, well, they want to, you know, keep people, uh, get people in and then keeping them in. Okay. And the problem that they can't do it, and it says that's definitely a failing as an industry. That's correct. And uh, people leave for various reasons. But trucking as a whole does a very poor job of retaining people. And I'll talk about this fully in another podcast, why you should quit your job. Okay, why you should quit. Because anymore, trucking, like many industries, only rewards uh, people that have no loyalty to them. So trucking rewards people for quitting and not for staying. Many, many companies I see have um, bonuses for sign-on, sometimes $10,000. Do they give their current drivers a $10,000 bonus in their first year? No. Okay. And a lot of times the pay at another company is more. So you can't get a raise and you don't have the money to stay the retention sometimes is a thousand two thousand sometimes nothing and then they'll give a new person ten thousand so uh why you should stay you should leave you shouldn't maybe leave trucking but you should certainly leave your company the problem as they go on to that uh you know keeping drivers in the industry starts with telling the truth and there now we got something now we got something and i'm going to do a podcast about this the truth of trucking you know, uh, this woman says, I get really, uh, and who is it? Because it's a great quote, right? Well, the president and CEO of St. Joseph, Minnesota based Brenny transportation. Okay. Says I get really tired of this fluffy pie in the sky. See the country mentality when it's a real job with real expectations and real sacrifices. I agree. I couldn't agree more, right? It's a job with real expectations and real sacrifices. Agree. Over the road ain't for everybody, as they say. So get your chain drive wallet out and let's get trucking. Uh, and and she says that she has a 90% retention rate. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to take her word for it. Uh, she says the numbers are apart because she's honest about the expectations. They shouldn't be asking, uh, do you want to see America, but do you want to help build America? Well, are you building America? I guess so. I guess so, depending on the load. I guess all the loads are important to somebody that needs the load. 
So, all right, do I feel like I'm building America? Mm, maybe. I mean, some loads you do. Some places you feel like you're doing more work than others. You know, it just depends. The thing is, do I want to help build America? Here, You know what I want? A paycheck. I guess maybe I'm different than other people, okay? Am I helping build America? I don't know, and I don't personally care. I'm here to work. You have a job that I can do, that I'm good at, that uh, I qualify for, so I'll do it, and you give me a check. And when those one of those things stops happening, then we part ways. Maybe we should be honest with people like that, that it's just a job, all right? So like any other job. Do you feel like you're building America if you build a Whopper? All right. Are you building America? Maybe you're feeding somebody. So I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. She says we should not focus on the expectations and be clear and honest about them. Okay. So I agree with that. And another person, uh, a driver at Clean Harbor, says that carriers have their share of blame for giving rookie drivers a negative image of the industry. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I want to be on this woman's advisory board, and I can now, right? I can just say I'm a woman and get on it, right? There's our little social commentary, because whatever I say I am, hey, people have to accept that, right? And maybe I feel pretty today. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one of the things that they talk about that I have talked about extensively, extensively over the years of Trucking Answers are these stupid contracts that people have in the industry, and that's part of what I do over at uh, launchwithmark.com, see how I transitioned into that, where I help people get into trucking. We talk a lot about contracts and how to get in trucking without them. Uh, they say that contracts between the employee and the, the, tra the trainee and the employer should be stopped. Agree. Agree. If you have to force someone to stay at your company, you don't have a good company. I cannot tell you the people that have wrote to me over the years that say, Mark, and they know the date. On October 9th, my time ends and I'm leaving. That means the only reason they're staying there is because of that contract. And I guess the company would say, well, we have to make our money back. You know, BS, okay? BS. Like, we don't do any training here, so you don't have a contract, all right? How about that? That's one way to do it. When you come in here, there's no contract. You can leave tomorrow, all right? And uh, so we don't do any training, and yet many of us, I've been here 21 years. There are many people here, 15-plus years. So, uh, you know, people just... Do people quit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We just had a guy. Okay. I'm off on a tangent. This is going to happen a lot on podcasts. Here's a tangent. A few weeks ago, I noticed there was a new driver. I'm like, oh, it's a new driver. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. New driver. And so he started out. Now, and he got fired. So say he starts Monday. 10 working days later. So the oh, not Friday, but the next Friday, he got fired. All right. This is another. This is not a trucking problem. This is a problem. So he only worked three days of that time. I don't know why they let him go so long. The rest of the time, he called off. And three of the times, no show, no call. The last one was the last Friday. And they fired him that day. No call, no show. Look, what are you doing? <laughs> Come to work. Part of the working part is you coming in. All right. So that's what I'd say. Okay. So that's a tangent. But these contracts that they have are very unfair. And that's what they talk about in here. And that's what I've said. They're all on the company side. There's there's nothing for you. They're all them. You do this for them, do this for them, and then they'll let you go on this amount. And some of them have a super high amount. I've seen some contracts where if you leave, you have to pay like $18,000 back. 
Look, there is no truck school that I know of that's charging $18,000 for truck school. And you can't tell me one run by the company itself has some kind of $18,000 of cost in it. Because schools like C1 in these schools charge way less than that and they have to make a profit. Okay, so these are just totally unfair. They put the price so high to make you go in. And I know people are yelling, Mark, well, people shouldn't sign up for it. Well, look, people get into different situations. They're lied to. They don't know anything about trucking. It's hard to find information out about companies. Heck, they won't tell you anything. And so the contract, oh, and the, because the pie in the sky stuff, look, it's such a great place. You're going to love it. Everything, everybody is fine. They would get free yoga classes and all this other stupid stuff. It turns out none of that is true. You sit around for the weekend. The only yoga class you get is from your trainer. And that's, you know, iffy, as they say at some companies. So, uh, you, you know, that's the kind of thing. And so the contracts are all lopsided. And what happens is people leave the industry. Right. And like they say here, they can lead to the first year drivers being frustrated and leaving the industry never to return. And they're gone when they could have had a good career. OK, that's why I launched launchwithmark.com to help people get in the right way into the industry. And pay comes up. Yeah, it's an area that they could improve on. Yes. OK, the exemption from the Fair Labor Standards Act. Yes. Right. Why is trucking exempt from overtime? Now, I get overtime here. We My company pays overtime, but they don't have to. Some companies pay it. I've seen them advertise 50 hours, 55 hours you get overtime. And some just like, no, we don't pay any overtime uh, at all. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I would never work there. So uh, I don't understand it. I don't know how they got out of it in the 30s. This is 1938, the Fair Labor Standards Act. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that trucking is exempt from it. They always fight it on how horrible it is. No. And this other waiting time, it's just ridiculous that there's so much unpaid time get somebody in the industry, they're used to going to a job, especially if they're coming in older, which the average person that gets into trucking is in their 30s. All right, so they've already worked somewhere, hopefully, unless they've lived in their mom's basement all the time. And they've had a job, and now you're going to get them into trucking, and then on Friday, you're going to give them this load. They're going to get there Saturday and go, what do I do now? Well, you just sit there and wait. You don't get paid anything. Well, how do you think that person is going to think about it, especially, especially when they are not told up front about that kind of thing, not told up front about it? That this is how it is when you get mileage, if you get a load Friday and it delivers Monday, you're going to sit the whole weekend and you're going to get paid. Okay, so bring a TV. That's ridiculous. You sit a thousand miles from your house watching TV in a truck in the back of a parking lot. Surrounded by poo bags and prostitutes, as I say. It's just ridiculous. And so they say that, you know, the Fair Labor Standards Act is out of date. Yeah, duh. 1938 it was signed. And trucking should not be exempt. Right. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's uh, hard to encourage people to enter the industry and stay when they find out they don't get paid for their time. I agree. How do you explain? I don't know how you look somebody in the face, number one, and not tell them. Okay. But number two, tell them like, yeah, this is like a great thing. It isn't great. And the not telling them is probably worse. You should be totally upfront, especially with new people. I think you're better off taking time to explain to new people, this is exactly how it is and are you up for it? Rather than just getting them into trucking, which is what they do now with, oh, well, this is too bad. This is just how it is. You know, you're just going to have to suck it up. That's ridiculous. It's redonkulous. Okay. And I don't like it. I don't think it should happen. Um, I've thought about, you know, putting on some type of seminars like at motels, you know, where they have rooms. What do you think about that? We can get new people in. I just don't know how to get the people into the seminar to tell them 
you know, how do you find people that are interested in getting into trucking, but have not actually got into trucking yet and get them into a seminar to talk to them and say, look, this is what it is, because that would help the industry, which is what I'm trying to do. So we get 100 people in and 50 of them are like, forget it. Okay, I save the industry 50 people and probably save them a bunch of time and money out of their lives. So it improves their lives. They don't get into something they don't want to do. And it saves the industry. If you get a driver that quits in a few weeks or a few months, what good did that do you? What good did that do your company? Did it do your company any good? I really think they should sit down with people that are new to the industry and say, look, and they could do it over some kind of a Zoom call or whatever they wanted to do. You know, 10 people, 20 people at a time every day, something like that, and say, this is how it is. This is how it is. We're going to do a podcast about that for new people thinking about getting into trucking. This is exactly what you might experience. And I want to give the worst case scenario because those days happen. Okay. I've sat days. I've sat for time like that. You know, I've done all these other stupid stuff and all my time in trucking. And that could, those kind of things could happen. So let's go over them at some point in a podcast. But for now, we've wrapped up this podcast and we will be back soon with another one. Thanks for listening.